Hello, welcome to Harmony UK podcast. It's edition 34, the first of 2022, a year in which we finally seem to be emerging from the nightmare of coronavirus into a world returning to something more recognisable. I'm John Beasley. Well, you wait for three years for a convention to come along and then two arrive almost at once. Uh, we'll be looking ahead to Sing 2022, the Babs gathering in Harrogate at the end of April, and to Sweet Adeline Region 31's convention two weeks later at Warwick. We'll also be talking to the chair of One Babs Chorus, which is asking the British Association of Barbershop Singers to revise its approach to mixed-voice singing with a resolution to their annual general meeting, which has become rather controversial. First, though, to some very good news. Uh, within the past few days, Sound Hypothesis, winners of the 2019 Babs Quartet Contest, have been invited to take part in this year's BHS Internationals in July in Charlotte, North Carolina. It won't be the first time that Sound Hypothesis have appeared on an international stage. In 2017, as a brand new student quartet based at Imperial College and fresh from the world of contemporary a cappella, they placed ninth in that year's BHS Youth International Contest. Well, let's remind ourselves of that performance. Now that it's your birthday, I don't know what to do. A thunderbird or a penthouse with a view can't even buy a little present. I'm much too broke, I find. But there is one way I can save the day, and I hope that you don't mind that. I can't give you anything but love from Sound Hypothesis in their original lineup. Well, since then, the quartet has gained two new members, Aaron Bayliss Chalmers, who replaced the original tenor Eshan Chavrani shortly after that 2017 performance, and baritone Hugh Blaney, who joined in 2020 when Aaron O'Sullivan left the quartet. Well, I am glad to say that Sound Hypothesis were able to find time for a few words on Zoom after one recent rehearsal. Here they are to introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Alex. Uh, I sing bass. <laughs> Hello, I'm Conrad. I sing lead. Hi, I'm Hugh and I sing baritone. And I'm Aaron and I sing tenor. And it's great to have you back, as, as I say. And you're all you're all going to the States. This is very exciting. Tell us about it. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it is quite. Thanks, John. Very exciting indeed. I mean, we'll be we'll be very pleased to be back there. The last time we were there was five years ago now, unbelievably, and we, we went for the youth competition in 2017 in a very different configuration. And we were meant to go in 2019 to Los Angeles. No, sorry, 2020. But obviously, you know, the universe no, had no, other plans. You, you were, but no. yeah, it was um, it was only Conrad and Alex in that configuration. We had um, you had a completely different tenor and a completely different baritone. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be. I mean, our first time going yeah. over, um, competing with you guys, which is, should be really awesome. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. And, and, and how is it working out then with, with, with the four of you now? I mean, to, how, how long have you been together in this configuration? With us, with us and Hugh. Yes. 
with yeah, you. Um, with me, it's been a year, hasn't it? It's been it's, um, a year you joined September 2020. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a long oh. time. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun for me. I've um, It's been definitely a learning curve for me in, in just so many ways. Obviously, the world of barbershop and then just lots of stuff about you know, my voice and, um, and things, uh, that's been really useful having, you know, these guys, uh, knowing a lot about it already, uh, helped me through. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um, he's been yeah, great. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's amazing. He's amazing. We're very lucky to have him. Um, and it's, it's basically been a kind of crash course in like everything that we've sort of vaguely learned over the last five, six years, we've tried to kind of compress into kind of one hour sessions that we'll just throw at you and it's kind of unfair really um but fun it's great for me it's just yeah you know. i have i have to say that i think it's all really come together in the last couple of months it's mm. it's funny how you can be in a quartet for you know over a year and yet it's still it's just not the same until you start performing but now that we are performing again and that we are having more in-person rehearsals, it just completely changes everything and you can really get down to business. When you find that you, you have a new member, a, a new quartet, does that mean that everybody has to adapt? I mean, did the other three of you, for example, have to adapt your, your, your style or your voices just a little so that you, uh, you worked with you? That's a good question. I think probably selfishly, like as the lead, I normally just kind of come in and say like, you guys all try and like fit around how I want to sing. And then we sort of, <laughs> we go from that basis, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I have done in the past at least. That's just my perspective anyway. I don't think I've changed that much. I think, I think likewise, it's, you know, the, the tenor Barry combo is always a bit, um, probably the furthest removed pair in the quartet as things go. Um, I've definitely, I've probably changed it a bit. Like if I listen to a recording of myself a couple of years ago, there's probably a little bit more than just, oh, you've got two years extra experience. But I really couldn't put a finger on what it would be. I saw a peanut stand, I heard a rubber band, I saw a needle and winked his eyes. But I think I've seen about everything when I see an elephant fly in the sky. Swing, heard a diamond ring, I saw a polka dot railroad tile mine. When I see an elephant fly. An Arendale arrangement of When I See an Elephant Fly, Sound Hypothesis, as featured during the Babs Live 2020 virtual convention. So let's hear about the quartet's lockdown journey. How did they keep themselves going through the pandemic? Here's Alex. Well, what you can't see, dear viewer, is that um, the other three are all together in a room in London whilst I'm in Bristol. Uh, and we've come straight from a rehearsal. We were having a little rehearsal on Jamulus, which is what we have used uh, quite successfully. It has its limitations, but it it did let us early in early in the, in the lockdowns to learn some repertoire together, work on things, uh, work on a lot of things. It, it didn't get us match fit. I think Jamalus can never get you ready to actually perform um, on stage, but you can you can do a lot. So that's that's been a big a big kind of feature of our lockdown journey. Yeah, that and then sort of restrictions allowing occasionally we when we were able to see each other, we had sort of extended like in-person rehearsals to sort of go with that Jamalus. And that was really helpful, especially as stuff sort of restrictions loosened up. Uh, further in 
Yeah, we've been we've been sort of mixing our mixing our schedules slightly. So whenever Alex has a bit of free time or whenever we all have more or less a weekend free, we can sort of shoot on down to Bristol or Alex can, can come over to us um, as well. So we've been down to visit him a couple of times in the last few months, which has also been really nice. And do you now have plenty of new new songs in the repertoire? I mean, one of the things that I've, I've been meeting uh, various barbershop is to say, well, we, we use the time to learn, you know, a good many new songs as opposed to, you know, just keeping keeping polishing the ones that we, we had before. That's a good question. I would say we probably compared to some quartets and choruses out there, we, we probably might not have as much new rep. And I think that's partially because we've been using, you know, the three of our kind of old rep knowledge as a basis to kind of solidify with you get up to speed with that. So we're only changing, you know, one thing at once in a, in a true kind of sound hypothesis, scientific approach. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I think we've learned, we've, we certainly have learned new songs. We've got a couple of um, Alex arrangements, homegrown arrangements that we uh, we sing now. So that's great. Maybe I'm underselling it. Maybe we have learned more than I, that I'm remembering since lockdown, to be honest. I think we've, we've definitely recycled or sort of um, cycled some repertoire. Like there are, there are things that we, would have sung three years ago that we're not singing at the minute because we've really just kind of tried to prioritize, like Comrade says, some of the new arrangements that Alex has done, which have been really, really cool. Um, and yeah, just sort of maybe thinking about the repertoire in a slightly different way in terms of what we what we want to get out of it and what we want to um, produce on stage. And, and you've been hoping since nineteen uh, since twenty nineteen to to go to the United States and, and represent bats uh, at internationals. I mean, how much thought? Over that time, have you been giving to the songs that you wanted to perform on stage, assuming that you got the opportunity, which of course you, you now have? We're going to just flip a coin on the day and <laughs> go, go with whatever it says. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had a few contenders. Uh, we were discussing actually just before before we came uh, came on for the for the call that it's hard to work out what you really want to achieve because we've kind of got three things that we want to do in international. Firstly, we want to go and have fun and represent ourselves. And we want to go and have a, like a big score and impress the judges to do that. And they're slightly different. Um, and then lastly, it would be really awesome if we were to get through to the semifinals, but we will see how that goes. Uh, there's, you know, there's absolutely no guarantees there for sure. Uh, so they're kind of three things which partly go hand in hand and partly don't. Um, and choosing repertoire based on that is difficult because do you want to do something original or do you want to do something that you think will you'll you'll show yourself off the best? So I think we're not going to overthink it. Well, you, you've got two songs. Is any of them going to be original this time? We've got six songs, John. You know. Six songs? <laughs> I, I stand corrected. You have six songs. <laughs> Of course, well, yes. For the just, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. Of course. Just in case. <laughs> um, well, Mayor Culver, yes. Well, well, I hope you get to sing all the six. I mean, how many of those are going to be original? Well, if we sing, if we sang all six, then we probably have, uh, you know, <laughs> probably have three original songs. Let's say. Um, um, but no, we, we, we. we I think we've decided actually today that we're not. Uh, I don't know if I can share this, guys. Like, is this like half the press or like what's no, what, go can for we, it. what can we share? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're gonna sing. We're gonna sing two songs that audiences may have heard before, um, and one of them goes back a long way uh, in our repertoire, and one of them uh, we've never sung before. But I think it's a, 
a firm favourite, and um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to sing it. Um, mm. I think audiences are going to love it. Um, yeah, and um, it's it's really exciting to kind of focus on those two songs and, and, and double down and really nail that. And I have to ask you, we're entering the age now at VHS uh, Internationals of gender-blind competitions where there are going to be male quartets, female quartets, mixed quartets, and they're all going to be competing for the same prizes. How do you feel about that? Well, I think barbershop is, uh, is, is something that everyone should be involved in. Uh, there are absolutely amazing uh, female quartets and mixed quartets out there. Uh, I think some of our favourites, uh, I know that Conrad has got a real, a real liking for Double Date. Uh, I am a huge fan of GQ. I think they're absolutely uh, sensational. And I suppose if BHS wants to be the place where the best barbershop in the world uh, can be showcased, then that's what we should be doing. We should be seeing all these amazing quartets uh, on the same stage. Uh, and it, it is kind of exciting to be part of this historic uh, convention where the, that's going to happen for the first time. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be seeing you all at uh, Babs at the end of April? Certainly are. Absolutely. Um, we'll be there in spades. You'll see With us, bells on. You'll see yeah. us around the convention centre, uh, at the bar, We'll sing a few songs. Um, yeah. 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 And come say hello and come ask to sing a song. We want to do as much singing. We want to pack our weekend with as much singing as possible. So come and grab us for a tag. Come and grab us for a song, whether we know it or not. <laughs> Sound Hypothesis, with whom I'm sure many of us will be queuing to sing a tag in April. Thanks to Alex, Conrad, Hugh and Aaron. And before they went... Uh, they did record a tag especially for the podcast. Now, if you have ever attempted to sing with someone else on Zoom, uh, then you'll appreciate uh, the time lag and the the problems it causes with synchronisation. So just listen to this. Sung at the same time on Zoom from two separate locations. Absolutely amazing. The tag, uh, Little Midnight Rose from Sound Hypothesis on Zoom. It'll sound even better, I'm sure, when those voices are echoing around a stairwell or across a bar at Harrogate in April. Uh, We'll be talking about the forthcoming Babs convention shortly after we've caught up with some of the preparations which are now taking place in another part of the country for the first convention in three years for the quartets and choruses from Sweet Adeline's Region 31. Here's a reminder of Region 31 conventions past. These are ladies that we are we consider to be inspirational, influential or interesting. Uh, and we're using their names to uh, aid our fundraising for Phoenix going to international finals in St. Louis in October. So the process is that someone comes along, selects their inspirational lady's name, pays us a pound for the privilege, um, and then we do a random draw on Monday, and whoever, whoever's name comes out, we actually then, they, they win £75. Pounds. Aberdeen Chorus. Yeah. <laughs>
already. One song, one very traditional, well-loved barbershop song, and I um, change it a little. Yes. Lift your pelvic floor with gladness, hide every trace of madness. Although a tear may be ever so near, that's the time you must stop your moaning. Think of the butt you're toning. You'll find Pilates is worthwhile. We've got two chorus members yeah. who are competing in yeah, Heather and Nat in Concordia. Concordia. So cheer for them. Yeah, woo. Those sounds from the 2018 convention in Gateshead. Well, Sarah Tripconi is marketing director on the regional management team. She told me of the growing excitement and anticipation among Region 31 members. It's so exciting. I think the last normal year was 2019, wasn't it? Although it's hard to think about when it was normal. But yeah, it's extremely exciting. We can't wait. And um, there's so much to look forward to. It, it does seem such a long time ago, doesn't it? Has it has, is everybody fully engaged or have you had to sort of, you know, um, give people a little nudge uh, to some extent? I know that that some of the people I know who sing Barbershop find convention, as well as being exciting, just a little bit daunting. Before um, we had confirmation that it was going ahead, there was almost a hesitancy for people to ask I think people just waiting to see unsure about what was going on unsure whether they wanted to go at all and how how they were going to be feeling in general but um, when we announced that we were going ahead for an in-person convention this year it seemed the majority were just so excited and so pleased that we were actually going for that and you've got a brand new venue this time haven't you Yes, we're at Warwick Arts Centre, which is at Warwick University this year, um, which is really exciting. It's fabulous. It's got amazing acoustics. Um, it's had a huge refurb um, a few years ago. It's got ample seating. It's got facilities, food places within a stone throw, great places to stay. Yeah, we're really excited about it. It, it sounds as though you've actually been. Have you, have you, have you had a sneak peek at the, uh, the venue? We did. We had a, an on-site meeting. I had a tour, uh, walked, tested the stage. Um, Did you get a chance to sing? Yes, we had a chance to sing, which was great. <laughs> Acoustics are amazing. We thought we may as well, you know, rude not to. <laughs> um, so let, let's take it day by day then. Friday is quartet day, isn't it? Is that right? Friday's quartet day all day. And in the evening, a little bit of mingling, nothing too heavy. And then on Saturday is chorus day, followed by our uh, show in the evening and then an afterglow and Sunday education until about lunchtime which we've got some great educations planned as well. Well I'll ask you a little bit more about those in a moment and also about the show at the afterglow which I'm, I, I understand I've heard on the grapevine is going to be a little bit special but but tell us about the, cor- the choruses and quartets I mean do you, do you know how many people are actually going to be there taking part of going across the stage during the, uh, the, the course of the two days? We've got a really good uptake this year. We've already um, had, we're really pleased with um, the registrations. I think we've got all bar three choruses attending at the moment. 
One chorus is Europeans. So which chorus not, is that? That is No Borders Show Chorus. So they're not competing in the UK this year. Um, but they're um, nothing to do with COVID. Are, are the other two sending in yeah. videos? Because I understand that you, you can send in a video for, for judging, can't you? Yes, we've got Solent Sounds are sending in video um, for evaluation this year. So we offered that and Solent Sounds have taken taken us up on that, which is which is fab. So on to the uh, the show then on the Saturday night. Who are we going to be seeing? Well, we've got obviously the show of champions. So the uh, winners from previous years. Um, we have got some guests. We're waiting to hear confirmation for which we're very excited about something really fresh and new. Um, so that is um, remaining under wraps for now. And when will we know who it is? Well, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, you can't, can't give me a hint now, anybody no. chance. No. I won't I tell anyone, I promise. Anything. <laughs> right, okay. Well, we'll have to wait then for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Are, are they from this country or are they from further afield then? They're from this country. They're from this country. Mm. We wanted to keep it close to home. Um, I think it's just so exciting that we're all together. Um, so we're, yeah, we're keeping it. That's all I'll say. And after the show, the, the afterglow, and, and you've got something fairly unusual going on, haven't you? Yeah, we've got a few um, extras this year. We have a um, photo booth. Um, we'll have tag singing with Futurity. Um, we'll have a silent disco. A silent well. disco? A silent disco. Have you ever, have you ever been to well, a silent the, disco? I was going to say, for those who haven't been to a silent disco, how does it work? Well, we have um, headsets a personal headset um, and the music plays through there and there'll be one DJ um, who'll be able to talk through the headsets and that's that really so the disco can be going on in the corner while everybody else is singing and generally making making their own noise um, so the disco yeah can be going on all at the same time. An, an extra bit of choice uh, and, and presumably people who are standing around can try and guess what they're dancing to as well. Yeah I think definitely some songs the Macarena the YMCA, something like that. Getting people not to sing is tricky, though. Mm. You know, <laughs> at a barbershop event. Yeah, you surprised yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Sunday? What's what, what's happening on the Sunday? Sunday we have um, some quite a packed morning of education. That's still to be confirmed. That's still in the planning at the moment, but there will be some excellent stuff on, as um, usual at Region Thirty One. So are you still waiting for confirmation from some of the speakers? Yes, we're still um, waiting confirmation and still in the planning stages, the schedule for the Sunday. What about yourself? What, what are you looking forward to most um, in this first convention since, since 2019? As you say, nearly three years we've had to wait. It's been ages. It's really difficult to pinpoint any one thing, really. I think it's just generally mixing. It's just going to be so exciting to see people swooping onto the stage, all the glamour, actually just getting together, singing together. Actually, the afterglow is always amazing. You know, when everybody's competed and more relaxed, that's always a highlight for me. And I should ask you finally about the, the mass singers, because doesn't Region 31 have a new song? Yes, we have a new regional song this year. Um, it's called Brave. It was arranged by Zach Balls and David Sangster. It's originally by Sarah Borellis. It's a great song. Um, it's quite new, but it's, yeah, it's fabulous to sing. And the basses 
have quite a lot of the melody, which I love being a being a bass. <laughs> Sarah Tripconi on what sounds like a very exciting, engaging and fun weekend at the Warwick Arts Centre. It's on from May the 13th to the 15th and there are more details to be found on the Quartet of Nations website at uh, sweetadelines.org.uk slash conventions. Well, as Sarah mentioned, the European Convention, the first since 2017, is also taking place at Helsingborg in Sweden at the start of May. And just before that, members of the British Association of Barbershop Singers will be convening in Harrogate for their first convention since 2019. Although Babs has had at least one major gathering since then, in Sheffield last November, around 400 singers convened for a weekend of quartet contests. This was how one of them described it at the time. I'm Kevin Liebling. Kevin Liebling from Grand Central Chorus. Oh my goodness, what a, what a time to go through and to have to wait so long. But just look at the enthusiasm now because people, it's like a pent-up spring suddenly being released and everybody's so full of enthusiasm, more than would normally be the case. And uh, you can just see it on the faces of everybody at the moment. Well, let's now hear more about the forthcoming Babs Convention from Marketing Director Shanna Wells. It's exceptionally exciting. It's been a long time in the planning, it feels, uh, but we are just thrilled to be able to actually working towards having everyone together again in person. So tell us a little bit about what we can expect then. Is this going to be as big and as, 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 as brash and as, as, as brilliant a convention as we, we normally have? I hope so. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have scaled it back slightly uh, this year just to basically to cope with what we feel is going to be a slightly smaller convention. There are obviously choruses and quartets that are still dealing with the aftermath of the last two years. So we are catering to slightly smaller numbers. When you say slightly smaller numbers, I mean, how have things been affected? I know quite a lot of people are, are still rather worried about uh, coronavirus, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not going away, as we say. So, you know, we are learning to live with it. But because of that, obviously, some choruses have found it tough. And we completely understand that. And it's affecting the numbers of people we're going to have through the doors. Um, so instead of our usual 35 choruses, we've still got a great number at 29 um, male choruses and with uh, 12 mixed choruses. So we're really excited. But obviously, in normally we're looking at more people than that so we are we have just scaled it back ever so slightly in how we're running it and making it a smaller weekend but jamming more and more and more into those three days and the guests are pretty exciting this time around as well aren't they the international guests absolutely so we have the fantastic forefront coming this year and um, we are excited as are they because obviously they've been waiting for two years to come to us as well um so they're doubly excited to come over and they're a phenomenal quartet and obviously to have them as well as our winners from quartet con um and obviously the new international gold medalists one foot in the stave on our saturday show is going to be absolutely thrilling for everybody that can come and see that yeah, it does sound like a really good Saturday show. There used to be a Friday show, of course. There isn't this time. Is this part of the trimming back to uh, cutting your um, coat according to your cloth? Yeah, absolutely. Also, though, you know, the quartet semi-final is a show in itself. So we've moved that back to the Friday night. So everybody in theory will have that Friday show, but just in a slightly different way. Uh, so it's just we have cut back, as you as you say, but we've actually added something in a bit more exciting, I think, on the Friday night anyway. Uh, indeed. And on, on the Sunday evening, uh, I've seen quite a few people speculating as to whether or not there's there's going to be a Sunday afterglow. Can, can you tell us about that? 
Absolutely. So the convention centre is going to be open on the Sunday. So we are having the official closing ceremony at five o'clock where the winners from the weekend will get to sing. So that's fantastic. And then what can, you know, at the end of a convention, you have to have the afterglow. And of course, we are not going to take that away from everybody that is coming over to convention. So that will be running as normal on the Sunday night and we'll get kicked out as normal early Monday morning. So so what time will it start then? If there's no, no show on the Sunday evening, there's a closing ceremony at five o'clock. Does the afterglow start straight afterwards? Absolutely. So we're, it will be open all the time. So I'm assuming people will go off and get some food, um, but the bar will be open and people will be going, I'm sure, from six o'clock onwards. It's the biggest thing that the British Association of Barbershoppers does the convention every year. And I know that you, you hope at least to break even on it. What happens this time if you make a bit of a loss? You said there are smaller numbers uh, uh, coming to convention than, than, than would normally happen. It looks like that's, that's, that's going to be quite likely, isn't it, that you'll lose money on this one? Do you know what? It probably is. But over the last two years, we've been lucky enough to have fantastic leaders in the finance area that has made sure we have stayed strong. And we've planned for the convention this year to not break even. Um, you know, we were so keen to put this on for our members. It was needed. It had to be done. So we are well, you know, we know that we're not going to break even and we're planning for that, which is why we spent the last two years building up our reserves. You know, convention is our biggest threat it's it's our biggest money loser so to speak if it all went wrong uh, so we have got to make sure that the organization is in a stable position but we've also planned this year to make sure that we can still put on that fabulous event for our members even if we are not going to manage that break even and of course you have a, a duty of care to your members many of whom are, are quite elderly and i'm just wondering what the um what the protection against coronavirus is going to be. We saw that everybody had to show some proof of vaccination or alternatively that they, they'd had coronavirus in the past few months in order to get into QuartetCon last November in Sheffield. Do you, do you have similar uh, uh, things in place here? Absolutely. So we're going to ask to see COVID passes again or a proof of lateral flow. That's going to be as standard just to protect everybody. Um, masks are going to be personal choice um, for everybody, um, unless, of course, things happen in the near future, which we are all praying that they're not. And to be honest, it looks really positive. Um, but I think just as that basic level, just to give that bit of safety to everyone, the COVID pass and the lateral flow will just be that bog standard, you know, a pressure safety net for everybody, really. I did see one or two people uh, saying afterwards on social media after, after QuartetCon that they, they felt slightly, slightly worried in the bar because there wasn't as much social distancing as, as, as they would have hoped for. Is, is that something they should be worried about, do you think? Absolutely not. Um, you know, it's... <sighs> It's it's tricky. Every we've got to get back to normality. You know, I think that everybody gets a cold, everybody gets flu. It, it's we're going to have to learn to live with it. I also think it's a personal choice. If they're not comfortable, then absolutely, you know, we can look at ways to make them feel more comfortable. We don't want anyone to not be comfortable in the space that we are putting convention on. Um, but obviously, it's tricky when you're in the position that there are no regulations, so to speak. And the event um, arena, so the convention centre doesn't have the regulations in place either. So it's it's a real balancing act to find that to make the most people feel comfortable to make everybody have that safe space but we will do all we can to ensure that everybody does feel safe when they come to convention
Shanna, you're in, in the same position as, as me and everybody else. You haven't been to convention now for three years. So <laughs> what are you looking forward to most? Oh, wow. That's a big question, John. Um, do you know what? I'm looking forward to just having everybody there. I think that was one thing from QuartetCon was just the sheer buzz that you felt with everybody in that room together. I think that will be absolutely amazing to feel at a slightly bigger event. I I cannot wait to hear the choruses on stage. I cannot wait to hear the quartets on stage. I cannot wait to hear Forefront, you know? And do you know, the main thing for me is to have a pint with people that I have not seen for two and a half, three years. You know, that will be absolutely fantastic just to, to catch up and just to share the stories like we used to. Shanna Wells. Well, as you heard Shanna say, numbers are down a bit at this year's Babs convention. 26 choruses will be crossing the contest stage as opposed to the usual 35 or so. And one of the choruses which won't be on stage will be particularly missed. Great Western Chorus of Bristol at Babs back in 2015. Cheekily taking a rise out of the fashion for big chords and big choreo, which was then all the rage in barbershop contests. The chorus has won gold at Babs four times since 2008. Quite a number of times before that too. But this year, they're one of several choruses who've decided to sit out the competition. Well, John Shipley is chair of the Great Western Chorus of Bristol. I asked him why. We fought long and hard about it, but there's, I suppose, probably three main reasons. One, we all found the various lockdowns very difficult, you know, all, all of us in our personal lives, in our work lives, and, and in our singing lives. And when we eventually got back together, we didn't really want to spend our time hammering two convention songs and going through those same twos, as you do in the build-up to convention, and doing those two, two same convention songs week after week after week, because we'd missed each other. We'd really missed each other's company. We'd missed singing our repertoire songs. Um, and so we decided that actually what we wanted to do was get to know each other again and do that by working on our repertoire stuff. So that was one of the reasons or it was we really didn't want to focus just on two convention songs. Um, there's also the, the continuing impact of COVID. Um, and, you know, whatever the powers that be say about the, the path of COVID, it hasn't gone away. And we certainly still ha have not had a week's rehearsal where we've had the whole chorus there. We've always had some people off either with symptoms or having tested positive or being a close contact or whatever it may be. And so we thought that would be difficult in terms of the build-up to convention. And then finally, we decided we wanted to we wanted to really focus on recruitment this year. We lost some people. We, we, you know, a chorus like ours, we, like many choruses, every year we lose some people and every year we gain some people. Um, I don't think COVID had an unusual impact on that. 
except for what we did is we lost people as usual, but we didn't gain people. So we decided to focus on recruitment and we've been putting some efforts into that and we've got more efforts to come later in the year to try and build the numbers. And it's very difficult to recruit and encourage new people to join the chorus if all you're doing is singing the same two songs every week. So we wanted them to feel the breadth of our repertoire and get to know us properly. So yeah, a a difficult decision, but they're the main reasons. So when you were weighing this up, what was the bigger worry? Was it that you'd have a lot of new people who were inexperienced and perhaps shouldn't be exposed to convention very, very soon? Or was it more that looking at your past performances and you've always been up there in the top four or five and you, as we know, we've won you a number of, you've won a number of times, Great Western. Was it that perhaps you, you wouldn't do yourself justice by your, your, your former standards? I don't, I don't think that. We, ha- we had that discussion um, the it, it wasn't for fear of embarrassing ourselves. That certainly wasn't the issue, because because Lord knows we've embarrassed ourselves on the convention stage a number of times. Um, the it wasn't so much about exposing new people to that to that convention stage because we've done that. Uh, the last time we were on the convention stage, pretty much a third of the chorus um, were convention virgins. So that's that. It, it wasn't really that. Um, it it was it was more that the not wanting to hammer two songs um the and the fact that you know we know the pressures that are there when you're building up to convention but particularly if you're wanting to do really really well then you 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 work incredibly hard that's difficult sometimes for new people that are joining a chorus but it's also difficult for the rest of us um and we just wanted to be together as much as anything else and to sing to dust blow the dust off some of the old repertoire songs that we haven't had the chance to sing for two or three years so I think that's the main reason rather than the convention experience but there was an element of when we perform on the convention stage we want to give what you might call a full great western chorus experience and and we weren't sure that we could do that but I but I don't think that was that was the main reason for the decision. So what sort of opportunities have you had to sing since since we all started coming back together again after the summer? Very few. We've done we've done. A, I mean, we're still re- we're rehearsing every Wednesday night. The um, the initially with masks and distanced and now still distanced, uh, but without masks, uh, but with plenty of ventilation in the room, which which means we're it's bloody cold <laughs> we get really really cold <laughs> but we continued we continue to sing we've done a sort of shopping center sing out the that we did round about christmas time we've got a small scale local show coming up in a few weeks time we've got a show in pershaw with vale harmony in may and we've got a big bristol show that we're planning for sort of october november time so yeah, we, we've got lots of items in the fire um, and we're singing really well. I mean, we are singing really well at the moment. There's, there's going to be quite a lot of us still going to convention. I, I'm, I'm planning on going, uh, partly just for the experience and to, and to cheer on the other choruses, which is something we often don't get the opportunity to do because we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we go, we're in the machine and we don't get to see many of the other choruses. So we're looking forward to that. But we've got one of our quartets is competing, uh, Bagatelle are competing, and a number of us are singing with the Bristol Mix, which is Bristol's mixed chorus, um, containing sort of people from the six choruses that are around the greater Bristol area. So there's, there's a number of us that are singing on the convention stage with them anyway.
Well, that's really good news, and it's nice to know that we will see at least some of you at uh, at convention and maybe. Oh, indeed. Yeah, there'll package. be a few. Uh, yeah. You mentioned recruitment as well, John, and I'm just wondering. I mean, how does a chorus like Great Western go about it? You, you, you. I've seen your your posts on Facebook, and it looks like you're recruiting very actively. So, what sort of things have you been trying? The we a couple of things really. None of it's rocket science, but I suppose there's one key difference is that we're not doing what you might call learn to sing courses. We've done learn to sing courses before and they've worked to an extent. And for some choruses, they're brilliant. They work really well for some choruses. That hasn't necessarily been our experience. And we're, we're looking for people who can sing. We're looking for good quality singers who can learn quickly. Um, the And we had an open evening in sort of just before Christmas, um, just opened up one of our rehearsals and invited people along. Um, the... We also had an a cappella day, a cappella for fellas, which we had shortly after Christmas, which was an all day, an all Saturday, uh, with the chorus and and some people that signed up for that. And we've got we're going to have some more events coming up in the sort of coming months, um, the around trying to recruit some more people. So we've got um, I think four new people so far um, who I think three of which have passed audition and and one very nearly passed it and working their way through our sign-up process and that's worked really well so yeah we're we're looking at increasing gradually we don't have a particular size of chorus in mind because we're we're much more interested in quality than in quantity Um, all choruses need to recruit but I'm, I'm sure there's choruses all over the country that are doing something similar to us. John Shipley from the Great Western Chorus of Bristol. And if you've been on social media, then you may have seen John posting that he was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's. His treatment has now begun, and of course, we wish him all the very best. You're listening to Harmony UK podcast. Uh, We still have one item to come here on this 34th edition, and it's about a resolution submitted to the annual general meeting of the British Association of Barbershop Singers, which has been causing something of a stir. Well, let's begin with the background. At November's Quartet Con in Sheffield, uh, the Babs Youth and Senior Contests were opened for the very first time to mixed-voice quartets. Both were won by mixed groups. Uh, Crown Derby took gold in the Seniors Quartet Contest, while Hot Ticket won the Youth Quartet Competition. You can hear from both those quartets in our last edition of Harmony UK podcast, number 33, which was recorded over that Quartet Con weekend. Things in the Youth and Seniors Quartets are now rather different, though, from in the main Babs Quartet contest, which remains open to male singers only. There's also a male-only chorus competition, though Babs also runs a separate chorus competition for mixed singing groups. And to make matters even more complicated, the main open UK competition for mixed quartets isn't run by Babs at all. It's run by a separate group, Barbershop in Harmony, which was set up by the three British-based barbershop organisations to work jointly on their behalf. Well, so much for the background. Now to that motion which was submitted by Grand Central Chorus under their formal title, the East Midlands Barbershop Harmony Club. It proposes that the Babs Board should reconsider gender eligibility rules for the senior and youth quartet contests and revert to these being for males only. It goes on to urge Babs to work with the two UK women's organisations, Labs and Region 31 of Sweet Adelines, to agree the future of mixed gender quartet and chorus singing in Great Britain. Uh, 
Now, as I say, that motion has prompted a great deal of discussion on social media, as well as some fairly sharp comment. So I contacted the chair of the Grand Central Chorus, Alan Goldsmith, to ask whether he would be willing to outline the thinking of the chorus's members and talk about some of the issues raised by that proposal. He said that he would, so I began by asking Alan Goldsmith why the East Midlands Club had decided to submit the motion now. The issue is one of the structure of British Barbershop going back to basics. In uh, Great Britain, we have BABS, traditionally a male organisation. We have LABS and we have Region 31 of Sweet Adelines. And each has developed their own way over time. Now, BABS has done an awful lot to widen membership and we're very supportive of that the way that they'd have accepted mixed clubs that are now developing, like uh, EQ Rendezvous, like Pitcher Mitch. I think that's good because there is no place for them to go. When it comes to contests, then the three organisations have jointly developed Barbershop in Harmony. And that it might have lost a bit of impetus, but I think it's a very powerful weapon to bring together all three British organisations, and certainly you may recall in the early days, we issued a joint CD, we had a wonderful show at the Palladium, because having probably 6,000 barbershop singers jointly in Barbershop in Harmony has more impact than each of us having to, and the issues that we have between ourselves are very similar. For example, we, we ran workshops on marketing, on how to get grants, we held a couple of arrangers workshops, inviting arrangers from all three organisations. Liz Garnett ran one, David Wright flew over for another. And it's a lot better to work together collectively for British Barbershop. So when it comes to contests, we believe that uh, Barbershop in Harmony, which runs the Mixed Quartet Contest, is the natural place for all mixed barbershop competition to, to reside. And of course, as I understand it, the Babs view is that uh, we have lady members, which is fine, and they should be entitled to singing contests. In which case, the logic is that uh, the chorus competition and the open quartet competition would also end up being open to all genders. So I need to be very clear about this. We are not against mixed barbershop in any way, shape or form. We just feel that it should be developed with the ladies and not, I have to say, in spite of or cutting them out of the process. We think that's wrong. You, you say that. Does, does that mean that if Babs were to go down the route of having uh, mixed choruses taking part in, in the chorus competition and the mixed quartets taking part in the main competition, does that mean that you, you at least see that as being a logical direction for Babs to take, even if it's one you disagree with? I think that has to be a corollary of where we are at the moment. And that's something which I think would be very sad because we would lose a male chorus competition and a male open quartet competition. Whereas, of course, the ladies still have their ladies only uh, uh, contests. Uh, and again, it's not about what we want to do away with. We want to add on things, but it has to be within the structure of British Barbershop. 
the the thing is, if if Grand Central got their way and the clock was turned back, you'd, you'd have some practical problems. I mean, what, for example, would you say to Crown Derby and Hot Ticket, the the mixed winners of the last uh, quartet contest for for seniors and, and 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 youth groups? Would you would you say, oh, well, you, you have to hand back your gold medals, or would you say, well, you've got your gold medals, but I'm afraid we we made a bit of mistake because you you shouldn't have competed. Not at all. We congratulate them on what they did. They took part in contests under the rules at that time and were deserved winners. Uh, and that's fine. And of course, co- coincidentally, uh, the two uh, guys in uh, Crown Derby are from Grand Central. So we did raise, as soon as we were aware that this could be an issue, we raised it with Babs, which was last August, September. The view then that took in consultation with Babs was that the process was already underway, applications had been received, and therefore we'd leave that to one side and wait until after contest before we raised it again. Uh, Hot Ticket and Crown Derby did well in that they won the contest under the rules of the time. So we're not seeking to change that at all. We applaud them for what they did. What we're saying is that we think there's a better way going forward. But for Hot Ticket and Crown Derby, if they were to, to take part in a, a barbershop in harmony contest, that, that doesn't give them a route through to internationals, does it? And we, we can't really look at what Babs is doing in isolation. The fact is that uh, the barbershop, barbershop Harmony Society now have gender-blind contests. And if Babs doesn't do something similar, there will actually be no way through, as things stand, for really good mixed quartets to take part in those international contests. I don't know where you got that information from, John, but it's just downright wrong. In, is it? In, Tell, enlighten me then. OK. Uh, we no longer, as Babs, have an affiliate agreement with uh, the BHH, which we used to do. We are now one of their global alliances in the way that labs are a global alliance. And if contests are run with at least a double panel of judges then if people score the the right amount, then they will qualify for international. It's as simple as that. I think this is a bit of a a smokescreen. Labs can nominate people to go to BHS International in the same way that we can. We are no different in BHS eyes than labs. Well, that may be true of Babs and Labs, but Barbershop in Harmony is not a barbershop organisation. It's been set up as a charity by barbershop organisations. Are you, are you really certain that Barbershop in Harmony um, has, uh, has some clout as far as uh, be, Barbershop Harmony Society in America is concerned? I would be... Would they, rec- they recognise a Bin H gold medal? That's a question which needs to be put and should have been put by Babs before they developed this way. Uh, I have spoken with uh, the BHS and certainly the initial uh, suggestion is that there's no problem at all. They want to be inclusive. They don't want to say to people, no, you can't come. They want as many people from as wide a background as they possibly can. Can I ask you then about another potential problem? Some of the mixed choruses that took part in the original competition were were confections of, of, of existing barbershop singers. That's not entirely the case anymore. There are mixed choruses taking root in uh, places such as East Kent, where they have a, a mixed voice barbershop chorus, members of Babs, uh, the uh, uh, Leicester Chorus, uh, Heart of England, they are now a mixed chorus. They're recruiting uh, women at grassroots uh, in Leicester. Uh, we have uh, the Sussex 
club that has uh, a men's chorus, a mixed chorus and a female chorus who are all members of Babs. Now, if members of those clubs want to form a, a, a club quartet, as, as very often happens, and they've got a mix of men and women, they're all Babs members and they go to Babs and they say, we'd like to compete. And they say, and Babs turn around and say, well, I'm sorry, guys, but because you're a, a mixed group, we don't have anything in Babs, the organisation to which you belong, where you can you can compete at our conventions. It does seem rather unfair, doesn't it? I'm not sure it's unfair because there is another route to do that, which is working with the ladies' organisation. And I think, but, but if I'm a Babs member and I pay my subs to Babs, shouldn't Babs be doing something for me in that direction? Yeah, here we're talking purely about contest. We're not talking about any other factor. Uh, ladies are extremely welcome within Babs, as we know. Now, if we want to move to say that we're changing the ground rules, if you like, then at the least it should be an open discussion. And one of the reasons we're taking this motion to the uh, AGM is to have an open discussion about it. It's of critical importance, I think, for the future of Barbershop. Uh, and it's necessary to have that debate at council in a proper forum where all the factors can be put and clubs can make their decision. Babs is not run in the se overall sense by the board. The board are voted by the uh, council members who represent clubs and clubs should have a say in something as significant as that. And that's why our second motion regards any substantial item that might affect the structure or whatever should in fact be put to council rather than made by the Babs board. I, you've, you've been at Payne's East, East Midlands, uh, Grand Central have been at Payne's to point out uh, that uh, a number of the chorus sing in, in mixed groups. So this is not about sexism and it's not about misogyny or any of those things. Um, but can you see why it raises hackles on the other side of the argument? Because you've said ladies are welcome in Babs. But if this went through, they'd just not be welcome to sing on a contest stage, which is where barbershoppers affirm their barbershop identity and are judged by barbershop judges. Absolutely. And it's a, a matter, there is a, a place for that to take uh, place, which is with uh, the working with the ladies' organisation. It's not against them. So that opportunity is there. In the same way, one might say, well, why do I have to be of a certain age to be in a seniors competition? We're all members. Why can't I take part in that? So there are issues here that need clear resolution. We need to talk it through. Well, let's come back to one more thing then. You, you mentioned Barbershop in Harmony and you talked about their early success with um, uh, with education, with that show at the Palladium, with a, with a CD. I looked up Barbershop in Harmony today. Their Facebook page is still active, mostly uh, reposting things from other organisations. For the, for the most part, there are one or two things about the, the, the mixed uh, quartet contest. Um, I tried to find them on the internet uh, as, as a website. I'm quite good at seeking out websites and I couldn't find it with several different Google searches. And I just wonder, Barbershop in Harmony has been... It hasn't really been much in evidence lately. Does it still have the capacity to do the things that you would like it to do? I think that's up to the Babs board, the Labs board and Sweet Adeline Regional Committee uh, to make it happen. Uh, if that has lost some of its impetus, then that needs reinvigorating. It's as simple as that. 
And a final point to you. You you said in your in your supporting document, uh, the background document for the, the 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 club's submission to Babs, that if we were to begin now, we wouldn't begin with the structure in British Barbershop that we we, we started off in 1974 with three separate organisations, um, one catering for men, the other two catering for women. Given that, and given that a lot of younger people feel much more comfortable in, in a mixed group environment, do you not feel that this, this motion is, is simply swimming against the tide of history? I hope not, John. If it encourages Babs to collaborate and talk with Labs, perhaps at some stage in the future coming together, then that would be a very positive thing. Uh, the point I made is that when you look around uh, the world of barbershop, outside the UK and the US, then organisations that form now, places like Spain, uh, like Finland, uh, there's groups in Italy that will soon be recognised as a member of the World Harmony Council, then they are mixed. But the world is different than it was in 1974. You and I can probably remember it. Some of our younger members might not. it's not to say that it, it was wrong then, it was the way things developed. But if we want to move forward, then it's not a matter for a Grand Central or any other course. It's a matter of Babs thinking it through, coming up with strategic ideas, putting them to members in council to say, what do you think we should do? At the moment, it seems to me that Babs are trying to develop a, uh, an all-gender organisation without recognising the effect that could have on labs or indeed on Sweet Adelines. That's Alan Goldsmith, who chairs the Grand Central Chorus, talking about their motion which will be debated by members in council, uh, representatives from clubs in other words, at the BAB's annual general meeting on Sunday, March the 20th. I did also contact Alan Hughes, the BAB's chair, to ask for his thoughts. Unfortunately, I had to ask at very short notice, and Alan like all of us, has to fit his barbershop hobby around the rest of his life. Well, due to a heavy day of work and family commitments, he wasn't able to spare time for an interview, I'm afraid, uh, before this podcast was published. But he did say in our email exchange that he hopes that the discussion at the AGM will give a clear idea of where to go from here. And that's all from this 34th edition of Harmony UK podcast. I hope wherever you are and wherever you sing that 2022 has been good to you so far and will be even better. For now, though, from me, John Beasley, thanks for listening. Keep the whole world singing and bye-bye.